0: The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: It's time to find out the stories behind the stories. Welcome to Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective. Get ready for some amazing guests, along with Nick's own expertise and insight behind some of today's top news in sports. The where, why, and how. Now, here's your host, Nick Ferguson.
2: That's right. It's Nick Ferguson, secondary perspective here on what we can consider to be the eve of the Fourth of July celebrations: hot dogs, hamburgers, fireworks—you name it. Hopefully, Grandpa will stay in his chair and uh, put down that uh, silver container that everyone knows has his happy juice in it. But with that, I would like to bring in Mario Vitanza, who's always very happy, ladies and gentlemen. You can find him at Mile High Mario on twitter mario uh great to have you back into the phone man what's going on
3: man? it's good to be back i feel like i haven't been here in a while you know life happens work happens but believe me nick there is no place i would rather be on a thursday than right here with you
2: well you know what i'm glad to have you here as though i'm glad to have all the listeners remember you can always uh follow me on twitter at nick ferguson underscore 25 and if you don't have it already make sure you go out And look on that little smartphone you have, whether it's a Samsung, Android, or that uh, Apple phone. I believe Mario has one of those. And look for Voice America and get that. Man, I'm
3: I'm an Android guy all the way, Nick. You know this. (laughs) Come on now.
2: And you can go get that free app to listen to the radio show wherever you are in the country. Even if you are, you know, maybe in Cancun somewhere and sipping a Mai Tai and just kind of relaxing before the NFL season starts. You can always. Find us, but Mario. While you were not here last week, we had another great show, as we always. Even when you hear, uh, we had Caesar McKnight. He is uh, House of Representative for the 101st District in South Carolina. Uh, he was on the program and he was talking about the Confederate flag and what's taking place down in South Carolina. I know you and I here, so I'm going to give you an opportunity to chime in on this. And for me, really quickly. You know, and I talked to Caesar uh, about this. There have been so many attempts made by the NAACP and then even Chris Rock when he had a show, you know, he went down and he tried to get the flag, you know, changed. But then it's just a, a mass shooting in the church. And then everyone's now talking about the fact of changing the Confederate flag so much when you have a ripple effect taking place. You had Amazon pulling things down with the Confederate flag. Uh, you have Walmart and other companies trying to do the same to kind of separate themselves uh, from the Confederate flag like everyone's trying to separate themselves from Donald Trump right now. But I'll let you go in and and, and say what you have to say about uh, the Confederate flag.
3: I mean, I'm not going to give you this long, drawn-out response, Nick. My opinions are very clear and very concise. It makes no sense to me why the state of South Carolina— is that flag. And when you ask people down there, and I saw, you know, if you haven't seen the video of Chris Rock going down there and kind of talking to those people, definitely give it a look. Because it is funny, but you know, at the same time, it's like, okay, it makes a lot of sense. He's interviewing these people, and they're like, oh, it's a part of our culture. It's a part of our heritage. But I think what people tend to forget is that the the Confederate flag, is not just the logo that uh, that was on the top of the uh, the car. Geez, what was that show, Nick? Um, what shows that the two the two guys in the the top of the General Lee? I'm oh, spacing that's, on that.
2: The Dukes of yeah, Hazard. Oh, thank I'm
3: you, Duke. Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, people people see that and they just assume. Oh, well, that's that's the logo that's on the top of the General Lee and the Dukes of Hazard. Uh, and then John Stewart actually came out and he made the best point. He's like, you you go down to South Carolina and those streets are named after the generals from the South side of the Confederate civil uh, of the Civil War. And so these streets are named after individuals who tried to prevent African-Americans from driving on those streets. You know, they didn't want African-Americans to have the same rights as Caucasian-Americans, quite simply. And that is exactly what that flag stands for. So the fact that it is still flying and people want to say it's part of our heritage, it's part of our history. Well, that would be like going over to Germany, Nick, and people still flying the Nazi flag. And I know it's a little bit of a stretch and it's hard to compare those two things. But that's really how it should be viewed. You know, no German is going to say, oh, well, we still fly the Nazi flag because, you know, even though we didn't support everything they did, it's still a part of their culture. No, that's that's not how the world works. You need to take this flag, put it in a museum right next to the Nazi flag so people can see it, and it reminds you of the mistakes that your country has made in the past. The fact that they are still flying a symbol of slavery and degradation just makes no sense to me, Nick. Like, you, you, no one will ever— present me a clear, concise reason as to why that flag continues to fly. It marks a very, in my opinion, dark time in our history where we fought with ourselves. And it just, you know, it, it seems like not a lot has changed. If anything, Nick, there is still rampant racism That has been put on the front burner and seemingly will never go away. We keep bringing it to other people's attention and we're thinking, oh, by shoving it in the public space, maybe we'll bring more awareness to it. But the bottom line is people just need to change the way that they think, change the way that you raise your kids. Kids are not, children are not born racist, Nick. They're not born hating anybody. They learn that. They pick up these mannerisms. So unless we change the way that we act as a society, all of this racism, it's not going to go away. And it's just a shame that we're focusing more on the criminals and the people, you know, the guy that burned down this church and shot up the church and all of these crimes and not focusing more on what can be done. And, you know, remembering the victims and trying to change things in their memory and in their honor. It's, it's an ass backwards country, Nick, to be perfectly honest.
2: Well, I'll tell you this. You know, I spent some time over in Germany uh, in my NFL Europe days and, and talking to a lot of individuals who are German who still live there obviously, but they're highly upset about the history or their mark on history as a, as a country and as a people. And they try to, as much as they can, separate themselves, you know, from, you know, the Holocaust and everything associated with it and how they their country has been, been known. I mean, for us, being United States, you know, one of the best countries in the world, there's no other place I would rather be. But, you know, we, we have to set the example. Everyone looks at us. So, Exactly. I think, I think it would be great to take this flag down. And for me, I thought it was interesting when I saw people like Steve Spurrier, who coaches down in South Carolina, to start come, come, coming out saying something. Stephen Colbert, who's from that area, uh, you know, decided to march with the people in protest of this. To me, we shouldn't have to wait until things of a tragedy proportion take place in our country to now start to say, hey, listen, Maybe we need to think about this thing again and start changing some things we know, you know, right from wrong. If we see it on the surface, let's just go ahead and, and change it. And 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 that's I mean, we're about to celebrate, you know, the Declaration of Independence, you know, July 4th. I mean, it, it stood for something. Right. And I think, you know, our rights as citizens are being taken away. And, and we have to wake up and see this. And this is one of those things. And it may be small to some people and they just say "Hey, it may be historic with the flag and what happened in history. But, but sometimes we have to write our own history. Sometimes we have to change history ourselves. So I, I hope they definitely uh, uh, do something to change this flag. You know, what, what that South Carolina flag is going to look like, we don't know. But it's obvious that this is kind of causing some problems. But I guess in, uh, since we're you know, in this move of independence and we're celebrating a lot of things, you know, hey, I know you know about this. The Supreme Court came down with the decision, and I think it's been long debated, you know, no matter what side of the, the, the fist you're on and whether you're in a Bible Belt or not. Well, fact well Nick,
3: really, really quick before we move on, just one last quick thing I want to say. Ahead. I didn't want to interrupt you. Um, just, just like a closing thought on the Confederate flag and then we can move on. Uh, if I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to quote somebody it's William T. Thompson, who was the designer of the Confederate flag. And he said, quote, as a people, we are fighting to maintain the heaven ordained supremacy of the white man over the inferior or colored race. Keep in mind, this is a direct quote from the individual who designed that flag. He said, as a national emblem, it, the Confederate flag is significant of our higher cause, the cause of a superior race. So if you don't think that that flag stands for racism, then I don't I don't know where the hell you've been or what what kind of brain is in your head, because that is pretty much the definition of racism right there. Sorry, that's all I wanted to say. We can move on now.
2: Oh, that's per- per- perfect way to tie that up with the bow. But like once again, that's why it's up to us and this new generation to come and change some of these old ways uh, of thinking. And, and that's the only way things change through through I guess competent and educated dialogue, like I like to call it. But uh, like I was saying, Supreme Court, you know, ruled in favor of gay marriage, and there were a lot of people who were you know up in arms. For me, you know, I love it. Because I believe if I have the right to uh, marry uh, someone else, should have that same right, regardless of the fact that that other person might be, you know, just like you. So, right. so it's t- to me, I think it's amb- advantageous for us to once again set that example and show, you know, other countries that we are changing, we are adapting to the times, and, and I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy that individuals can now illegally get uh, get married and raise their kids and be be a family I think is I think is a great thing.
3: Yeah, I completely agree Nick and the the biggest problem that i have not with the legalization of gay marriage but with people who speak out against it who are you know at the forefront of trying to make sure that this didn't happen they try and use the bible to their advantage as a weapon and so i don't i don't want to get real preachy here nick And i don't want it to turn into one of those shows but if you are a christian or you read the bible or you follow its teachings you know that the number one most important thing that the Bible preaches and teaches and what God and Jesus were all about. And sorry, and I'm getting preached. I'm just going to make this real quick. It's about love. Nick, love is the most important thing that we have in this world. So these people that throw the Bible in your face and they say, Oh, well, the Bible says that a man should not lay with another man. Well, it also says, don't take the Lord's name in vain. But how often do these people swear in a day? It says, honor thy father, father and mother. It says, do not covet what your neighbor has. I mean, it, the Bible says a lot of stuff and people sin every day. That's the whole point. That is why you know we are forgiven for our sins. However, these people want to ignore all the other sins and they want to you know further their own agenda, Nick. so they use the Bible as a weapon to pretty much get their point across, even though you know it also says, judge not lest ye be judged, may the first per- may the person who is without sin cast the first stone. That's why nobody gets to throw stones, man, because we all live in glass houses. So, you know, again, I'm, I'm sorry that was preachy, but, you know, it's it's something that's near and dear to my heart. And I want people to be accepting of it. But we need to be accepting of whether you're African-American or you're from somewhere else or you're homosexual. Like, why do we put people into these groups? Why can't we just all be part of the human race why can't we all just be one big family that loves each other it just seems like it would be so much easier and it would be so much simpler than all this hate we throw around all the time so i i'm I'm ecstatic that this finally happened i mean it was like a decade behind canada but you know at least we crossed the finish line albeit we are the 23rd country to do so but better late than never i guess nick
2: well, I guess that that is definitely uh, the take—better late than never—and you absolutely hit the, the nail on the head. I and mean, we need to see each other for who we we are, not socioeconomic uh, background or, or education or, or color. We should just see people as as people because when you cut us open, we bleed the same. You know, I would like to say we bleed red, white, and blue, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know that that is that is what it should be. Hopefully, we can get to that point and change a lot of other uh, laws and, and, and rules that uh, just kind of make us a free a free country, because that's what we were built on, you know, the, the right the right of free choice. So I'm glad that happened. But, you know, here's something else, Mario. I don't know if uh, you've been panicked. Well, let me go back, because I know you, and we've had this conversation before. You know, everyone was excited over the World Cup. And, I mean, the numbers, TV ratings were out of the roof, but now – the U.S. women's soccer team. They defeated Germany 2-0 to advance to the final against the U.S. versus Japan on Sunday. And I know they're looking for a little redemption because in 20, uh, 2011, they lost to uh, Japan. And here's something. I know there's been a lot of you know negative press about Hope Solo, but Hope Solo has posted five shutouts. Can you believe that? The U.S. team has kept opponents scoreless for 500 and 13 minutes that that that's kind of that's phenomenal when you look at it but when i look at women's sports especially soccer since it's taking place right now and we saw how everyone just kind of went crazy for the world cup do you think that this is somehow going to change how we view you know soccer is it going to become something large like it is you know overseas
3: um I think it's it's heading in that direction, Nick. I don't think that, you know, for the most part, Americans are that interested in soccer. And I think the reason being is because soccer will never become one of the big three. Soccer will never be more popular than basketball, baseball, or football. And, you know, it's kind of down in the hockey range, but I would say Americans are even more you know, engaged in hockey as well. So, I mean, I guess it's on, it's on that list of the five major sports that we care about, but. I, I guess having a good men's and women's national team. I know we talked about the men's team ad nauseum last year and how they made it into the uh, into the second round, the the men's national team. And you know the women's team has been really good. Everybody knows Mia Hamm, and you know whether you're a soccer fan or not, you know you remember some of those some of those past athletes. And I think we're heading in the right direction if, as far as soccer is concerned. But you know the way that Americans are, Nick, not to not to put us all in a group, but we like exciting stuff. That's why football is the most popular sport because, you know, you you see people hit each other every single play. You know, there's there's always a chance that there's going to be a big play. Baseball not as popular cuz not as many points are scored. You know, I think that's why I would put basketball second right now just cuz you get to see a lot of scoring. It's just more exciting on the whole and I know that soccer is this sport where it's, it's kind of an acquired taste and you have to understand what's going on. Uh, And I really have tried to give it a chance, Nick, but watching a sport where guys basically do cardio for 90 minutes and maybe they (laughs) score a goal, it's just difficult for me to get into. That's all. But I I think with the success of the men's and women's national team, soccer is rising in popularity, but it'll never overtake uh, the big three.
2: Well, coming up after the break, we'll talk to someone who knows a lot about sports, What Scoop Jackson. Joins the program uh, again. I love having Scoop on, I love his insight. We'll talk about NBA free agency and, and some reactions. I wonder what they're doing out west with the, with the Denver Nuggets. Can they pull guys in? We don't know. We'll find out on the opposite side of this break from Scoop Jackson as he breaks down everything NBA wise. You listen to Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective with Mario Batanzi on Voice America Sports. <laughs>
0: your internet flagship station for sports voice mark is sports looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping want to play the ponies <laughs>
1: Listening to Secondary Perspective with Nick Ferguson. To get in the lineup for today's show, please call 1 346 9144. That's 1 346 9144. Or send an email to nickferkshow at gmail.com. Now, back to the show.
2: Benjamin's NBA free agency started 1201 Wednesday night. And with that, I would like to bring in a guy who's been on the program several times, and we're blessed to have him back on again. He writes for ESPN.com. You've seen him on First Take. Scoop Jackson. Once again, man,
4: welcome back to the program. Nick Mario, what's going on? How y'all doing? Good, Scoop. Good. I wanted to address real quick what Mario was saying earlier about uh, the whole uh, America's investment in soccer. I think you make a good point. Um, and I also think that we have a tendency to gravitate towards sports at particular time where we feel there are stars involved. And we see right. things we've never seen before. And I don't know if that's, I think in the, you know, maybe 10, 15 years ago when you had the you know the the Mia Hamm led squad and the Brandy Chestain and the Brenda Scurries you know all this that and the other, I think there were stars built around that and and that's what you know had us as a country gravitate towards them, you know yeah, exactly. uh, baseball has never been a really big sports with you know uh, with numbers but you know during the steroid era was when you had you know the pitching of Pedro Martinez and Curt Schilling and you had the hitting of you know Barry Bonds and you know, uh, 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 and the pitching of Roger, you know, and, and you know, the, the whole Sammy Solcher and, you know, uh, Mark McGuire. Um, McGuire thing, you know. Right. So I think it's built around stars, and that's one of the problems I think baseball has. But there's also a point I think that's important that we need to keep into consideration when we're dealing with soccer here in America is that football is not popular anywhere else in the world but here. Right. So, but football was based as a counter to that, to soccer, this is our version of it. That's why we gravitate toward, that's why we love it. It is the action in football, but you have to understand it has to be a trade-off. The reason the rest of the world loves soccer the way it does because it doesn't have football. That's something we specially made to counter that. Hell, we even stole the name. I think we're never going to, I, I think beyond what Mario was saying as far as like, You know, it seems like, you know, it's it's an intricate game, you know, where you spend 90 minutes watching, you know, people getting cardio exercise but not a lot of action, a lot of scoring. (laughs) I think the bigger thing in that, I think that's true, but I think the bigger thing is that football is the sport that takes us away from fully going in with soccer. I think that's a component that's very important in the conversation.
3: Yeah, I I completely agree. Well, and plus, you're talking about the star power, Scoop. who was Tim Howard, the goalie last year for Team USA, right. who was just blowing up? He had all those memes made about him. Somebody, uh, whoever's in charge of PR of of USA soccer, I don't even know if that's how it all works. But they should have capitalized yeah. on that. Tim Howard should have been getting deals from Subway and from beats by I mean, drain from whoever else they should capitalize on his star power because people need someone to latch onto and gravitate towards give Howard give Tim Howard his own logo you know let people know, go out there and buy Tim right, Howard stuff the but they didn't capitalize working,
4: on it there's two things working against that one is that Tim Howard at best is inconsistent at best so the chance but, but you of gotta but you, I, I understand that, again, that
3: but you gotta strike when the iron's hot I mean LeBron I know, James can't win a championship on right, his own but right. he still capitalizes
4: I know, but here's the deal. There's no guarantee he's even going to be ready for the next World Cup. He, he, he's he's Tim Duncan in this. He's old. <laughs> he's running he course. So you're going to have a lot of investment in somebody that when he comes around, and that's the only way America's really going to get into soccer. It's not going to happen with the MLS. It's going to happen at the World Cup. If you put all this investment in Tim Howard, I think Tim Howard maybe 35, 34 right now. There's no well, care. You And find someone else, you know, some find, people find
3: people somebody else. I mean, every U.S., the, the typical American, uh, or just typical American, maybe someone that doesn't follow soccer, and they know who Ronaldo is, they know who Messi is, but they can't name you anybody on the men's national team, on the U.S. I men's know, national I
4: know, but that's team. easy. But that's easy. They started the marketing campaign for them when they were kids. You know what I'm saying? And so then one, that, one, that's, one,
3: that's what we got to do, with, man. With, that's, they they got to take a page out of their be, book.
4: It has to be somebody that's going to stick around. Like, You're right. Nobody's touting, touting Abby Wambach anymore. It's all about Alex Morgan. And Alex that's, Morgan is started hot. at the last World Cup, and she's going to be around. Alex Morgan is going to probably end up being in the me and ham conversation when it's all said and done. I think for American men to do this with Tim Howard, as great as he was in the last World Cup, it's, it's a risk from a PR standpoint because it's like, what are we doing this for if he's not going to be around? Now right. you could try. They tried a little bit with Josie Aldador. They tried a little bit with Clint Dempsey. You know they damn sure did everything they could while Landon Donovan was still playing. You know, but mm-hmm. I think in Tim Howell's situation, man, he's he's he damn near <laughs> Oh, <don't
3: know> <laughs> <laughs> well, you know don't, don't me. date me, Scoop. I'm 26. So I'm okay, like, I'm, I'm, I still got my best years ahead of me. I don't know about you guys.
4: Oh, you you, you, oh, you sure do. I ain't know you were that young. I, you, <laughs> you, you, man, I I know you. How, how'd you get all that wisdom at such a young age?
3: Yeah I just hung out with Nick all the time man I just I just globed on to his wisdom you know,
4: you know what, man? You're the only person you're the only person that says that now <laughs> Well and and, and I
3: watch you on on TV too scoop so I got that Oh uh, no
4: no dude dude dude, dude, dude. you be you you be on the opposite end of wise if you listen to me <laughs>
2: I know we're talking about the European you know, Barclays Soccer League and, and their big game, but, but our one of our big games is not the big game because NFL is still reigns supreme here in the United States. But let's talk a little bit about basketball. I mean, NBA free agency, there are some teams that were looking to make some splashes by signing some players, but we saw maybe not a lot of movement. A lot of guys decided to stay with their current teams. For me, the one that jumps out is, is Anthony Davis. I mean, we saw that New Orleans Pelicans team, you know, lose right. maybe Chris Paul, you know, years ago, but he decided he was going to stay there for six more years. And then now you have Alvin Drentier, who who is now the head coach coming over from the championship with the Warriors. What does this mean for the city of New Orleans and Anthony Davis?
4: Can this be a team that really competes and gets out of the first round? Well, I think if you have somebody like that, you know, the fact that they made the first round, you know, knowing that Oklahoma City was down. So we, we can't throw that. We can't have a conversation without throwing that caveat in there because if right. Oklahoma City was healthy, then there's no way New Orleans makes it in. Um, but, you know, if, if you have a player like Anthony Davis, you know, and they still had that, they did make the playoffs, there's always a chance that they can make it. You know, and once the playoffs starts, just about anything can happen. So, you know, him being one of the five best players in the game, you know, one of the youngest players in the game, one of the, one of the hardest matchups in the game, especially when it comes to playoff time, I think you have to take consideration that if they do make the playoffs, because he's such a nightmare matchup and he does have at least one playoff series under his belt, it's not going to be new to him anymore and he's not going to know how to adjust. And they can actually be that team that nobody else wants to see over the next couple of years. Now, we know the team is probably going to change, you know what I'm saying, over the next three to four years of his contract. They'll get somebody in there. They'll start tweaking to see what they need, and they'll use the playoffs or not making the playoffs, whatever happens. I think they will make the playoffs. But they'll use those situations to say, all right, what do we need to get us past whoever? Oklahoma City, Golden State, the Clippers, you know, the Lake, whoever. Whoever's in there, Houston, what do we need to get past this? You know, and there will be a small mid-market veteran free agent that will go there that will see, hey, yeah, you know what? They'll do the Paul Pierce. They'll look at Washington and say, they need me to get over the hump. You know, or they'll do what he's doing now, going to the Clippers and say they need me to go over the Hump. New Orleans, because Anthony Davis is the face of their franchise, will start getting that player. And that's what's going to, you know, really be just as important as them signing Anthony Davis and making him the face of the franchise. Because there's nothing like having a face of the franchise. You know, we're all, all every franchise in the National Basketball Association is there to make money. But they also know there's nothing like having a face and having, your, you know, your franchise rooted in something and, you know, in somebody, every right. franchise wants that. That's well, how they—that's how they really make money.
3: Because and it's been, honest, sorry, go you ahead, You can through. still
4: be losing, but if you can sell the face of that franchise, you still win. It.
3: Right.
2: Well, I'm just joining us, we're talking to Scoop Jackson. You can follow him on Twitter at I am of Scoop. I mean, one of the biggest guys or biggest stories in this free agency is Lamarcus Aldridge. I think it's a very interesting story because I mean, he came to LA to talk with the Lakers, and I mean that that deal is. Pretty much done because he's like, well, I'm not coming here. Kobe's going to leave in a year, and you guys don't have the adequate pieces. But what seems to be very intriguing is the, the possibility of joining the Spurs. But more importantly, the possibility of linking up with James Harden and Dwight Howard. So, what do you see that right. Marcus Aldridge deciding he wants to go?
4: Once again, if you know, I don't, I don't know what he wants out of this situation. I can understand why uh, you know he wasn't sold on the Lakers. Uh, That makes total sense to me. Um, You know, and the San Antonio thing, once again, there's a variable or a caveat there that we have to take consideration that, you know, he may sign for a deal with them, but there's no guarantee how long Pop is going to be there. And I love what the organization is doing. You know, there's a chance for him to go there one or two years and soak up some knowledge from Tim Duncan. But do you want to sign a six-year deal with an organization and you're not knowing that the best coach in the game is not going to be there? There's no guarantee he's going to be there. You know, and that's what makes something like Houston attractive, you know. But then again, is that too much? What does he really want? You know, and right. I don't know if anybody sat down and talked to Marcus this and to say what he wants and, I, and the way things are turning, I don't know if he knows what he wants. You know, you could say you want something and then something else comes up and you never even thought of that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so it, it's going to be hard to tell. But I think the Greg Popovich scenario really is way weighs heavy on him. I don't know. You know what San Antonio has said to him. You know I don't know if they've even had their official meeting yet. You know, but I, Greg Popovich cannot give him a guarantee. He could go look. I want to sign with you all. I want to sign for five years, whatever. Coach Pop, how can you? Are you going to be? A, Greg Popovich right now cannot tell him I'm going to do that. So if you're LaMarcus Aldridge, what do you do? You know, it's, it's, and it's not like they've made a lot of changes in San Antonio over the last 15 years that gives you a gauge of what direction they're going to go when it comes to like doing something like this. Hell, all the decisions basically have been made by Greg Popovich.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if, if it's right. you, so then if, if skew, if you're, I mean, if you're, I, I, if you're I, LaMarcus I don't, I don't Aldridge, you where are you going?
4: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's what, I don't, once again, there's, there, there's something about being a face of a franchise and I'm not saying, I'm, that saying, I'm saying like Aldridge. you
3: personally though, if you're, if you're in his position, and you got to They, they said, "All right, you got you got five seconds to make this decision, Scoop, or you'll never play in the NBA again."
4: I stay with Portland, Hell, <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I, I stay. I, I look at everything. where they, well, they just lost a, a follow, but you know, to me, with you know, you they, got one. they the, on the verge of Lillard, and and Damian Lillard. You know, Wesley Matthews is still kind of young. And all he, you know, the, one of the things stopping was the injury. You have depth. You know, you know your place there. The fan base, basically, I you know, to me, Portland is not a guessing game, and you still right. give you a chance to win. Every all there's no real true variable standing out there that makes you hesitate in staying by staying in Portland. San Antonio, I hesitate because I don't know how long Greg Powell is going to be there. You know, I don't. And to be honest with you, I don't know if I've even want to play with uh, Dwight Howard. You know, right. he's so he's dead. You know, you can't predict anything from this dude. He's really jekyll and Hyde. So you don't know what you're gonna get, you know, from one game to the next, from one series to the next. So if I'm the Marcus Aldridge, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not putting six years of my life in the hands of what Dwight Howard decides to do and how he decides to act. Once again, that's a variable to make me pause. So if I'm the Marcus Aldridge, to answer your question, five second gun to the head, I'm staying in Portland. Plus, they can give you the most money too.
3: <laughs> there, there it is. There it is. That's what I was waiting for. Uh, where's DeAndre Jordan going?
4: Uh, you know what. If you had asked me this yesterday, I may have had an answer to you. But looking at the fact that I didn't expect Greg Moreau to wind up with the Bucks, I didn't expect, you know, Monte Ellis to go to the Pacers. You know, I'm like, whoa. Right. You know, so, right. There are some things that are, you know, I'm like, so I'm, I'm scared to say. I'm scared to say. But at the same time, this is one of those conversations that can happen that we probably won't be privy to. But that Paul Pierce coming to the Clippers – may lean him towards staying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? May lean exactly. him towards staying because it's like, look, once again, the sale that Paul Pierce is going to give you is like, I'm the player that's going to get you all over the hump. You all need <laughs> that dog. The one thing y'all do, y'all get players that get angry. Chris Paul, you get angry. Blake, you get angry. Y'all, y'all don't play smart when you're angry. right? Y'all need a dog in here. To, and look what I did in Washington. I was literally a millisecond away from getting to the conference finals and with Kyrie Irving going down. We weren't gonna bow out like Atlanta did to Cleveland. <laughs> I'm that dude. That's what Paul and I'm that dude, and I'm at home. I'm here for three years. DeAndre, you need to get on this wagon, dude. You need to get on this because we putting rims on this wagon right now. You need to, <laughs> to get on right now. So yeah, that's a good point. Uh, you know, I you know I think that may have a little bit of weight in the DeAndre uh, Jordan uh, sweepstakes right. right now. And if if I'm DeAndre, if Paul Pierce is saying this to me, I'm damn sure listening. <laughs>
2: Well, well, you know, let's play a little game of word association, Scoop. I'm going to toss out a name. And you tell me the first thing that comes to
4: mind. Kevin Love. Um, Enigma. Overrated. LeBron James. Um, Confusing.
3: Scottie <laughs> Pippen.
4: That's a good one. That's a good one. I'm not mad at that. Scottie Pippen. <laughs> that's two words, but that's that's a good one. How About D. Wade. Miami. Kobe if Bryant I
2: could
4: say going nowhere. If I can say going nowhere is one word, then I'm like going nowhere. All
2: right. Well, you give me one word or two words, it doesn't make a difference.
4: Uh, Kobe Bryant. <laughs> um. Yeah, that'd be three words. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Tell me what you got? Yeah, I'm just um, that's a day.
3: How about done?
4: I don't think so. <laughs> I think he has. I think he. I think he's. Yeah, I don't I don't want to count this dude out. I, you know, if he gets another injury, then yeah, he's done.
3: Well, that's, that's what um, I'm thinking. I don't know how he's going to stay healthy now, and he's literally got nobody else on that team to help him out. That's just my opinion, though. Yeah,
4: but but yeah, but I'm just saying, at this point, you know, if he... Depend on, once again, now we're talking about uh, uh, other players. Cause I, I thought Kevin may have a chance to go there, but there's still just the Marcus Cousins situation, you know, and what happens, and they don't even know what the deal, you know, what the coach situation is in Sacramento. So, i am saying you get Julius Randle back, you know, you get D'Angelo Russell there, you know, you still can get a a free agent to still come there. I don't know what they're going to do with Carlos Boozer, but you know, I I think Kobe is going to, you know, he may have a spectacular year left in him and then a more team oriented year left in him. I think he's going to play two more years, but I don't know how healthy he's going to be, but I don't know if I could sum up Kobe in one word. Personally, I wish he would have retired two years ago. Yeah. You know, but uh, since he didn't, and I understand the money that he's getting. and, And once again, I go back to what I'm saying earlier about there's nothing like having a face of the franchise. And I understand why the Lakers paid him the way they did. Because if you let him go two years ago, you have no face of the franchise. Hell, you're the Detroit Pistons. If <laughs> you let Kobe go in L.A. And, and you're trying to battle for some type of placement as far as popularity right now with the upstart Clippers. You know, so just from having a face of the franchise, I understand that money, but... Um, I don't wanna count him out, man, and the two things that stopped me from counting him out are basically Peyton Manning and, and David Ortiz last year two years ago. You know, I know they didn't have the merit injury, but there's no way you could have told me three years ago that Peyton Manning would still be who Peyton Manning was after that back surgery. After coming with off he came up. You know, some players I just refuse to count out. You know, David Ortiz had an Achilles tear the same one that Kobe did, he, you know, missed like the first thirty or forty games of the season. And wound up batting, what, 700 in the World Series? Come on, man. <laughs> Some catch you just don't count out. And I put Kobe in that. I'm not counting the dude out. I'd rather That's be fair. wrong, not counting him out. You know what I'm saying? That's fair. Be right counting him out. I'm, 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 not, I'm not going against that dude. So it's hard to give him one word. It's almost impossible at this point for me to give him one word.
2: All right, Scoop, we got 10 seconds before we get out of here. Fourth of July weekend, Saturday. What are you doing?
4: Uh, I'm from Chicago. This is what we, we have a big house music, uh, picnic every year. Um, it, it doesn't miss July 4th. You know, I'll be, I'll be doing my house music thing. You know, it's our tradition, Chicago tradition, man. No, no place else in the world where you get, you know, a hundred thousand black folks at one time, you know, and not one argument break out, not one gunshot, not one fight, <laughs> not nothing. All about music. You do it every year. been doing it for 25 years, man. Every 4th wow. of July. So...
2: Well, well, I'll tell you what, Scoop, man. My heart goes out to you in Chicago for being to do that because getting my family together just for five minutes, there's always something.
3: Nick was hoping for an invite, actually, Scoop.
4: <laughs> oh, dude, it's an open invite. Come on through. See, the problem <laughs> is y'all don't, you all don't, don't play house music for your, for your household, man. Y'all uh, got to get, you know, get some house music in your lives, man. It, it calms everything. I thought that was
2: just D.C. Oh, no, D.C. is go-go.
4: D.C. is go-go. No, 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 that's a whole different thing. Fights, okay. we got a go-go concert. Nah, it's a whole different. <laughs> Girl, <now> a <laughs> some real essence or some trouble funk in there, man. Anything can jump off, man. Some God bless Chuck Brown, but anything can happen at a go-go concert. Come on, man. Get some house music, Nick. I'm telling you, man, it'll, it'll, it'll calm your family down. Everybody will be all about peace and love.
2: Well, i tell you what, man. When we get off the air, man, you text me some artists that I can actually look up because I definitely need to do that every time I get together with my family uh and, and in florida man something there's always something someone owes someone money and they didn't pay them back but now they rocking a new pair of shoes nick it's just, just like, needs man. to
3: stop listening to nick jonas man that's all i'm saying
4: <laughs> it's a nick thing man it's a i nick know thing.
3: i know it's like you, you can't support him just because he has your same first name nick i mean i'm not a fan of mario
2: you know what, Mario? I'm I'm gonna leave that alone, long Scoop man. Once again, man, it's it's always a pleasure to have you on the program. Enjoy that house music and enjoy uh, Chicago, man, and and travel
4: safe. All right, man. Y'all have some uh, have fun on the uh, on the fourth and have a toast with me, man. Barbecue and toast with me. I That's would def- I would definitely I would definitely do that and I would
2: Instagram it and send it to you.
4: Right, and I'm, and Mario, if I know you, you're gonna do it in a reverse order. You're gonna Honestly. toast in barbecue. I got you. <laughs> No
3: man, it's just gonna go. It's gonna go toast, toast, barbecue, toast, toast, toast.
4: (laughs) My dude, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) All right,
2: school man, appreciate it, man. Appreciate y'all. All right, thank you. Coming up after the break, we're going to get you ready for the July Fourth holiday festivities. Opening day box office, Hollywood movies. Who's at the top of the charts? And also, we're here something about. Kobe from Kobe Bryant about something that was said by his new teammate. Wow, I mean that that would be a a hard pill yeah, that'd be a hard pill to swallow. That and more coming up after this break, you're listening to Secondary Perspective with Mario Batanzi and Nick Ferguson
0: The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a ass and then move oh, on. I just, and get I just ready. think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America
2: Sports.
1: You're listening to Secondary Perspective with Nick Ferguson. To get in the lineup for today's show, please call 1 346 9144. That's 1 888 346 9144. Or send an email to nickfergshow at gmail.com. Now, back to the show.
2: Mario, if you didn't know, that was a little bit of tribe call quest. It is Thursday. Yeah, it is Thursday. So it is uh throwback Thursday. I had to slide that in for all my hip hop. Heads, and I know uh, Scoop Jackson was always great on the program. Uh, he was on. Uh, maybe we can get some uh, house music for him next week. Uh, we'll just kind of work on that. See if we can play that. But it was funny to be talking about NBA because there was some some things that happened. And usually in life, you know, we we have a tendency to say some things or do some things in our younger days, adolescence days. Let's call it immaturity, right? But uh, Larry Nance made some comments about Kobe <laughs> Bryant. On, on Twitter, not, sure not even, did. not even knowing how, as fate would have it, the Lakers would draft him. And here's what Kobe Bryant had to say uh, uh, about you know that conversation that he and Larry Nance had. He's a kid, man, you know, he, he actually sent me a great message um, yesterday, which is really funny. Like I looked at it, and I was like. Oh. This is,
0: this is when you know it's about time to hang these things up, man. When, you, when your teammate writes to you, hi, Mr. Brian. I was like, what the f-? Like, what? what? Yo, huh? You know, it, but he was really nice and apologetic about, you know, what had happened and stuff. I said, dude, listen, we've all said things and done things that we regret and wish we could take back. It's water under the bridge, man. You know, welcome to the team. And he writes back, thank you, sir. I was like, what the f-?
3: Nick, I think it's ironic that he says, you know, we've all done things that we wish we could take back. It's like, oh, really, Kobe? Really? You, you've done some things you wish you could take back? You don't say. <laughs> I thought it was funny that he threw that in there.
2: Well, well, you know what? You know, like I said, man, we, that's part of life. You you make mistakes, you live and learn, and you try to, uh, you know, make up for those mistakes. And, you know, Kobe, obviously, he made a mistake. He put, he and his wife put that behind him. But I, when, 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 Nas was drafted, and, well, and his that, wife put it, it makes, behind
3: her because of the uh, the ring that Kobe well, bought her off with. So let's well, let's just be adults and call it what it is.
2: It, it doesn't make a difference how it happened, but it happened nonetheless. So it's behind him, like it's, it's water under the bridge. So hopefully, these two can coexist. But we all know how you know Kobe is a very intense player. So I mean, he, he said what he said, and it just seemed like you know it's very sincere that they're going to work this out. Well, what happens during the season when it gets tough and it gets tight and, you know, Kobe is a winner. He's like Michael. He's like any of us who are competitive. And then, you know, that other Kobe comes out. Are we now going to hear something about both he and Nance not, you know, agreeing and this coming out? I, I don't know. But I, I guess we're going to have to uh, watch and see uh, what, what what happens. But uh we know 4th of July weekend is this weekend, and what does that mean? Like I said, fireworks, hot dogs, sparklers, and hamburgers. If you are a uh, vegan or you're paleo, you're probably going to eat something else, or maybe some tofu. And you're or paleo, some, uh, right, Nick? Some, some, well, well I, I, I'm not technically paleo, and you will learn this. Whatever diet your wife somehow ends up on, you miraculously on that same diet, and you don't even know. So so yes, I've been on a slash paleo diet or whatever. Uh, you know, my six pack is still uh, still strong, so uh, that, that that's pretty good. So something is definitely uh, working, Mario. But uh, this weekend means one thing: blockbuster movies. And I'll tell you this: Magic Mike and Terminator Genesis are both coming out. Magic Mike was made for fourteen point eight million.
3: I know you probably already saw Magic Mike XL, didn't you?
2: Uh, no, no. Anyway, that, <laughs> that movie, just like Fifty Shades, is targeted, you know, for women, you know, under, I guess, and over uh, twenty-five. So I won't be seeing that movie. But Terminator Genesis, I'm really excited about that. This movie, it was made for 155 million dollars. Mario, I mean, are are you interested in seeing Terminator Genesis?
3: Man, to be perfectly honest, Nick, I was never a huge fan of the Terminator movies for whatever reason. I get a lot of grief and a lot of crap for it, but it was just never my cup of tea. So, I, I mean, I, I probably won't see it until it comes out on Netflix. You know, I'm not I'm not spending any of my money uh, on the Terminator movie.
2: Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, I, I've seen every one of the movies. I'm not going to stop now. I want to see what they're going to do with this one. They're always pulling out some stunts, and this year they kind of changed things with John Connor. So I want to see how that works out. But Jurassic World and Inside Out continues to dominate at the box office. But I will ask you this question. What's the number one highest grossing 4th of July opening weekend movie? Do you happen to know what that is?
3: I mean, you asked me just now on break, and my guess was Jurassic World. And you kind of made this noise like, eh, maybe not. So... Uh, it should be Jurassic World. I thought that movie was incredible, and I, I want to see it over and over and over. Like I would watch that movie every week if I if I if I could. Nick,
2: see, but the, but the answer is kind of almost in a question itself. The Jurassic World did not come out on July Fourth weekend, Mario. It did not. Oh, okay. Yes. See, I was testing to see how well you are listening to the questions that are being delivered.
3: Oh, you see, you're, you're Mayweathering me now just because I did it to you, huh? Okay. Yeah. i got to call you out on the, on the Nick Jonas, <laughs> and now you got to. Okay, that's fair.
2: Hey, hey, it's fair to love and war. What's good for the goose, it's good for the gander, right? <laughs> so you,
3: it's, you, it's what's best for business.
2: That's right. You, Floyd, Mayweathered me on the call with Scoop Jackson. You've done it several times. So <laughs> <laughs> it's just a little uppercut, or, you know, I'd put you in a chokehold. But
3: <laughs> anyway. I'm, I'm not mad.
2: Oh, right. I'm glad you're not. But that movie was Transformers Dark Side of the Moon, which in June twenty 2011, $97 million on opening <laughs> weekend. So so that that's great. But here's another yeah, that little. Was
3: a terrible movie, too. So I feel bad for all those people.
2: Hey, listen, hey, it made $97 million, So the actors and the directors in Hollywood, their Michael pockets.
3: Bay, yeah. Oh, Michael Bay doesn't care.
2: Oh, yeah, of course. Pockets filled with cash. And and if you
3: come come at Michael Bay, he'll just blow you up, for real.
2: (laughs) Talk about short arms and deep pockets. But uh, (laughs) here's another fun fact, and I don't know if too many people know this. And even though we're talking about these movies or whatever, Will Smith, I mean, he is Mr. July. He has five movies, Men in Black, Men in Black 2, Hancock. Wild Wild West, which only grows 27.6 million open. And I think that was kind of something he might want to forget. But Independence Day, that's five movies that Will Smith has had, you know, blockbuster numbers on opening day weekend. So uh, kudos, Will Smith, you know, getting jiggy with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Mario, uh, contract negotiations, you know, uh, we talked about NBA free agency. But there are some guys in NFL who, you know, they need a bump and, and, and increase as far as salary. And one of those individuals, are Russell Wilson, here's what he had to say in regards to his contract negotiations.
3: Um, you know, it comes down to, to the play. I think just let my place be for itself, you know, and let the rest take care of itself. Continue to love the game for what it is, and continue to fight, continue to play, no matter how much I'm getting paid, no matter if it's twenty five million dollars, if it's if, it, if it's one point five million dollars, you know. Well, well, Mario, yeah, he you says know. that now, Nick, but he'd rather have the twenty five mil. <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I mean, and, and here here's the argument. The argument is, you know, do you pay Russell Wilson like you pay Aaron Rodgers or Joe Flacco? No. Some some no. some. Wait a minute, now some people have criticized him to say that. He is, uh, uh, I guess, a game manager. Alex Smith is a game manager. Russell Wilson is not a game manager. And to me, when you look at the quarterbacks and kind of give you an idea, you know, Russell is, is, uh, is expected to make about $2.9 million probably. But but you look at Jay Cutler, you know, and, and his, his numbers are, you know, $126 million. So, and, he, and when you look at 2013, 2014, 2013, 19 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, and in two, 2014, 28 touchdowns, 18 interceptions. How can you not give Russell Wilson his money? How, how can this not be justified okay. first, to pay him first a off, to top quarterbacks?
3: First off, your boy Jay Cutler just got paid way, way too much money. And I think the, the real... Knowledgeable fans in Chicago knew that. There, of course, the fanatics were like, Oh, I'm so glad we locked down Color. You know, he's a top five quarterback, blah, blah, blah. Look, I, I love Russell Wilson. I loved him at NC State. I loved him at Wisconsin. I love what he has done so far. But, Nick, if you take away the best running back in the game, in my opinion, you take away the best defense in the league, in my opinion. And Russell Wilson is a very middle-of-the-road guy. His statistics kind of speak for it. Like, yeah, he's put up some decent numbers, not great. And granted, he doesn't have very good receivers to throw to. But what's the quarterback's best friend, Nick? A running game. And the Seahawks have one of the best, plus a defense that gives them good field position and keeps the other team you know, from putting points up on the board, takes some of the pressure off. You throw him onto a different team, and I don't think Russell Wilson has the success that he has had. That being said, I do think that he needs to be paid a lot of money. It is very rare to find a franchise quarterback nowadays, and you're not going to have a chance to win a Super Bowl unless you have it, Nick. It's bottom line. I don't think that we're ever going to see you know, a Brad Johnson or a Trent Dilfer uh, win a Super Bowl anymore because the league has changed. Defenses can't dominate the way that they do and the way that they had in the past just because of all the rule changes. So I do think that they need to pay him. But when you start talking about him in the same breath as Aaron Rodgers, who, you know, if it wasn't for him, the team would fall apart. Even Joe Flacco, who's kind of like in that in that grainy area of is he elite, is he not? Well, as soon as he makes it to the playoffs, he becomes elite. And he's earned that paycheck because he has, he's been the player that has, you know, won games for his team. Russell Wilson, I don't see it as much. And again, he needs to get paid, but I just don't think that they should overpay him, because they can bring in somebody else, and they that person can have just as much success as Russell Wilson, in my opinion.
2: Well, this is a conversation that we're going to have to uh, follow up on next week, see so if we can have former Seattle Seahawks DB, Marcus Truffaut on the program to discuss this in more detail. I want to thank my guys in Phoenix, Justin on the boards, Arius, obviously Mario Batanzi, and Scoop Jackson, who's always great on the program. It is 4th of July weekend, celebrate it well, remember your independence, and be free, open-minded, thinking people. With that said, have a great Fourth of July weekend. See you next week.
1: Thanks again for stopping by. Be sure to catch Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. in the West on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll share some more great stories next week. Thanks
0: again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on...